Hello, and welcome to The Independent Minds, a series of conversations between Abbasida and people who think outside the box about how work works, with the aim of creating better workplace experiences for everyone. I'm your host, Michael Millward, the Managing Director of Abbasida. In this episode of The Independent Minds, I am joined by Anthony Lewis from Tile Hill, a recruitment company who have recently been very successful in the Institute of Interim Management Rankings. Hello, Anthony. Hello, thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. I'm looking forward to this because interim management is interesting for anybody who works and as any type of consultant. But before we get into that, please, could we start by you telling us a little bit about Tile Hill and how you achieved the Institute of uh, Interim Management Rankings? Of course. So thank you for having me. Uh, as you say, I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm a director at Tile Hill Interim and Executive Recruitment. We are a public sector focused executive recruitment business, meaning that we work across both executive search recruitment in addition to interim management. My background has always been in interim management recruitment. It's an area that I've always found highly fascinating because of the the variety and scope of career that someone can have as a professional interim that you know, there are various stigma and tags around interim managers being people that can't get permanent jobs when actually it's completely the reversal of that. And these are people that are purposefully chosen to work in this way. And I think we're starting to see uh, in recent years the significant benefit they can bring to organisations. But I'll tell you a bit about Tile Hill as a business. We're a relatively new business. We've been going for, for just over five years. Um, we were born out of, I suppose, the the opportunity that we saw in the world that we operate in within executive recruitment in the public sector where we saw there was a bit of a duopoly in one market that focused one side on uh, very structured rigorous processes but without any human interaction to the other end where we saw another market leader that was all about relationship but very little rigor and when you think about executive recruitment on an interim basis as much as on a longer term permanent recruitment setting, you can run processes that are both rigorous, well organized, but are also highly engaging. It's something we've always strived to achieve when engaging with people and we prioritize candidate experience above all else. And that's what makes us so proud to have been voted third, uh, the leading public sector provider in this year's Institute of Interim Management Survey. That's recognition of the work that the entirety of our team and our business put into prioritizing relationships with the candidates. For us, you know, these are people that are going through uh, you know, important parts of their career. The moves that they make, the decisions they make are fundamental to the fulfillment they have, the enjoyment of their career, but also the livelihoods and how that impacts their family. So how we support them through that process is of vital importance. Also, the more we get to know our interim community, the better we can advise our end clients on the right type of individual to bring in to help them with what is often a fairly business critical or important requirement. How big is it? How many consultants, recruiters have you got working in Tile Hill and where are you based? So we are based in London, in King's Cross, although we work on a national basis and we have members of the team that uh, live all across the country. We're about 30 employees with about 15 of those being, well, it's about 18 actually at the moment, that are consultants, as you would call them, uh, with a, a significant operations team as well, which uh, when you think about the quality of experience that candidates and 
uh, clients may have when engaging with our business, that operations team is of fundamental importance and as important as our consultants who are the front face of the organisation. So it's a relationship with the candidates, the, the interim managers, and it's a relationship with the users of those interim managers because I suppose the needs of businesses, organisations, public sector bodies constantly change and there is always going to be a need for the extra pair of hands, the extra knowledge that an interim manager brings. But interim management is a term that when I started my career all those years ago, you never heard, but now you hear it an awful lot more. And there's an institute for interim managers. So what is an interim manager? Is there an official definition? The definition of an interim management manager can vary. I have to say that it has been used as a bit of a catch-all term uh, historically, uh, but I think there are real differences between what would be perceived as an interim manager, a consultant, a temporary worker, and a contractor to some extent. So typically, interim managers are deemed to be uh, in senior positions, so they are at um, the top end, the C-suite of an organization, or at least in the top um, few tiers of that leadership structure. Often they have a specific set of experiences or subject matter expertise that allows them to offer that as a a service or as an interim manager uh, to organizations. I think that probably the most accurate definition would be that an interim manager is someone that goes into an organization to hold a position on a temporary basis as an organization goes through a period of change. Now that could be driven by uh, someone leaving the organization and a need to recruit on a permanent basis and that taking in a senior level, you know, anywhere from six months upwards. But also we've seen more recently actually interim managers being brought in outside of the existing structure to bring that specialist capability. And you mentioned a second ago, Michael, uh, the driver around capability and capacity, and they are still the largest drivers for why interims are brought in. I think the difference between an interim management manager and a consultant would be interim managers are in the doing. You know, of course, they're there as strategic individuals. Often they are there to help plot a path from A to B to C, but they're also involved in the delivery of that and they're not stepping away after the plan has been developed or once a set of strategies have been put forward to a board for sign-off. A big important difference, I suppose. A consultant might be there for a relatively short space of time and performing a particular task, which is normally around strategy, but that element of the implementation, which is the, the practical side of it, the doing side of it, is really very important. And the leadership, I'd add to that if it's okay. Yeah. I think leadership is a critical element of an interim manager. So the variety of scenarios that they might arrive to in an organisation will require a different type and style of leadership. So often interim managers have a real dexterity of leadership. They've got a strong leadership judgment, so they know how to apply their experience, but also how to take an organization forward at any point in time. And I think that would be another critical differentiator between that as of an interim manager and a consultant. Yes. I don't want to sort of um, build one up and the other one down in any sort of way but listening to your description and and my own experience i'm sort of thinking now that you've explained it i'm 
thinking that a consultant is the person with the knowledge, but the interim manager is the person with the track record. I'd support the sentiment that absolutely one is not better than the other. I think they are different offers to an organization at a different point in its journey. Yes. So the driver for bringing in an interim manager typically will be quite different to that of a consultant. Now, there are times where an interim manager can absolutely come in and do the work that you might otherwise bring a consultant or consultancy in. But we understand that if you bring a consultancy in, you often get uh, a lot of that additional intellectual property that might come with the organization. And I think that is also a differentiator where as an interim manager, you go in and often you are not retaining or holding on to intellectual property. You are sharing that, you are passing that. It is to the benefit of the organization. Because over my career, I've seen lots of senior managers who've got very involved as employees in change programs. I've, as a HR person, recruited managers into the organizations that I worked in to be agents of change. And once that change has been achieved, it's then, why is this person an employee in this organization? What are they going to change next? It's almost as if once you get involved in a change project as an employee, I'm feeling that one of the next things you need to be thinking of in terms of your own career is either looking for the next change project as an employee, or maybe thinking about becoming an interim manager. I think that would be a fair reflection if you are naturally inclined to be drawn to projects of change and your skill set and your temperament allows you and sees you succeed in those types of roles, then you will naturally have a slightly shorter life cycle in any organization as you move through those periods of change. And you might well find that actually those skills can be applied very successfully in the interim environment. Now, there are certain upsides and downsides. Uh, working as an interim manager comes with risk, um, particularly financial risk in a way that having a permanent role uh, doesn't often have. So I think there's also a few other motivational reasons that might see someone stay in a permanent role, even though they might have that aptitude and desire to lead change, when actually there are others that get to a different point in their career and actually they decide it's now the time to go and use those skills in a slightly different way. And We've seen a massive shift in recent years of what organizations expect, but also what individuals expect out of what a permanent job might offer them. And actually length of tenure and the expectation that someone will join an organization and stay with it for the entirety of their career, mm -hmm. I think has shifted. That's not to say that that's not the right thing for some, but actually I think to your point, we are again seeing a shift in what people want from work. I think heightened by the pandemic and as people reflected on what work was for them actually we're seeing a growing interest in these portfolio careers we're seeing a growing interest in the concept around fractional leadership and i think organizations are starting to really see the benefit of having a more agile and flexible approach to resourcing so i think we're probably seeing a few different scenarios both in the individual but also the organizational environment that is leading to interim being a really positive and exciting career choice for people to make what you're saying is that that realization that work doesn't need to happen in a specific place at a specific time with a long-term tenure in an organization is increasing the number of people who are interested in looking at 
interim management as a career? Yeah, I, I definitely think that we are seeing that shift. It was happening pre-COVID-19 pandemic, you know, the gig economy, you know, that concept of um, having a set of skills that you put to the market, not being attached to a single employer, uh, you know, obviously each generation uh, has its own drivers and motivators uh, and what they want from work is shifted but if you look at the younger generations now their their connection to work is very different and what they look for is very different and actually often social purpose sits very highly on that list so does connection and engagement with with work but to make positive change to make difference and the rise of the gig economy I think is a part reflection of that and not wanting to be tied to a single place and feel like your options are limited but I think it, it kind of in the, the the setting that we work in I think the increased desire to work as an interim manager is a reflection of I have the opportunity to experience different things to use my experience to the benefit of more than one organization and i think that there is a growing appetite and interest that says well actually why do i have to work in the same place monday to friday nine to five when actually i could have variety i could have excitement that comes in different ways so yeah i think there are a whole range of factors that are, are leading to this if you were to look probably historically at the numbers of interim managers, I don't think you'd probably see that the top line figure of the number of interims it grows or decreases, because I think probably what you have is uh, you know, turnover at the top for those that reach the point of uh, retirement and decide that they don't wish to work any longer, which probably uh, mirrors the number that are coming in. But what we are seeing is a, is a kind of the age profile of the interim community is getting younger. So it is not just a place for those that have reached retirement age that want to do a little bit in their retirement. This is a conscious career choice that people are making at younger ages because they can see the benefit, not just to themselves and their career, but also the opportunity that presents itself as more organisations use interim managers in different forms. If somebody is in a stage in their career where they decide, I want to try interim management, what sort of things should they aim to actually have in their portfolio skills or on their CV what's this when you get somebody who's never done interim management before and they send their CV into into Tile Hill what sort of things get you excited about a new candidate I suppose to be difficult uh, I think what we would get excited about could be influenced by the type of mandate we have on at any point in time but I think to the, the kind of the heart of your question which is you know what would a prospective interim manager want to have in their arsenal before thinking about going down this line of employment? I think uh, we run the uh, webinars for those that are either considering or are new to the world of interim. And within that, we talk about what we look for in the skill set, leadership style and approach of an interim manager. And I think there are some kind of key criteria, I think, but leadership dexterity, I think, is of significant importance the brief that you go into the scenario you end up in any interim assignment can vary greatly um, often a state of turnaround an organization that's in a, a mess or, or needs significant intervention um, so often you're going in at a very volatile time and an uncertain time for that organization so you heard you hear the, the, the phrase VUCA used quite a lot and I'd suggest interim managers need to be not just able to thrive in that environment but drawn to them as well right. I think interim managers need to be naturally drawn to change. 
you know, it's very rare that we get a brief from a client that says we need someone to come in, but can they just not do anything? Can they hold the fort? (laughs) There's always a, we think we need to do X, Y, and Z. And often when the interim arrives, it's not just X, Y, and Z. There are other things as well. I think we've seen definitely in the public sector, in my experience, I think we've seen a shift in the mindset and approach of interim managers. And I think historically there was a bit of a, I arrive as an interim manager and I'm going to baseline what's happening here and tell you that everything is rubbish and I'm your savior. So that anything positive that happens is a result of my intervention. That I don't think is helpful. And I think there are more and more interim managers that are able to identify real areas of strength and celebrate them while also targeting the areas of need and working on them and taking the organization with them. One of the comments that's often made about interim managers is that they can be quite short-termist in their thinking because they're there to do the brief that the client set them and to get out as quickly as possible. But I think interim managers that really thrive are the ones that think long-term and are able to land lasting and sustainable change. Because the last thing you want is as an organization that recruits an interim is for them to become your crutch. And the minute they step out of your organization, it crumbles back down. So it's really important if you're thinking about becoming an interim manager that firstly, you're confident of your leadership judgment, that you're drawn to change and that you're able to lead lasting and sustainable change. Well, it sounds like the relationship that the interim manager has with the client is very important. And I get the feeling that it's not something that nowadays interim managers are uh, going in, getting the job done and disappearing, but almost a relationship continues with the organization in some ways. But the transfer of knowledge is very important. The transfer of the skills, the techniques, the knowledge to make sure that it still feels as if the interim manager is here because everything that they've done has continued. I think that's a very wise point. I'd agree on the piece around transferring of knowledge. Uh, Often part of a brief might be that you're there to coach either a peer or uh, someone that's in a team so that they are in the best place possible to take things forward beyond you. And the relationship with the end client is of vital importance. And I I think there's probably been a uh, improvement of the clienting of it, uh, to, to use a, a kind of fairly blunt tool or phrase, but I think as the, the use of interim managers has increased, then I think the way they be, they, the way they are managed for maximum value to the organization has got better as well. So yeah, I think historically they were brought in day one, just said, right, get on with it, off you go and check back in in six months. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard for an interim to prove value if they've not been given absolute clarity of what an organization is trying to change and achieve. So the more the interim manager is interfacing with their client, updating them on progress, making sure that's still the way they want to move forward, or if actually they think a path is diverging or it needs to shift, an interim manager needs to be the one that puts a hand up and says, actually, I think this is the way that you need to move forward. They will also be the one that says, actually, I think I've achieved the work that you've set me to do here. And they put their hand up and say, I think it's time for me to move on. Interim managers need to be comfortable in making themselves redundant in an organization to some extent, um, rather than seeking out opportunities to extend their contract or find additional work. Yeah, it's not. I'm here as an interim as a way of proving that you should really give me a permanent job. I'm here as an interim because I bring specific skills that you need at this point in time for this period of time. And during that process, I will transfer that knowledge so that you can carry on 
without me, is what you're saying. Exactly. I'm wondering about the management of careers, the management of interim careers, because most people don't actually manage their careers. As an HR person, I look back and I've, I've spoken to lots of people who've said, well, I was made redundant, but it was okay because I actually needed to move. I just needed someone to give me that little push to make me leave and find the next opportunity. They hadn't thought about what they were going to do next, what type of project they were going to look for. But it sounds from what you're saying that an interim manager has to be much more proactive about the management of their career so that they will look for projects which enhance their overall portfolio, which is going to lead to them being more appealing to more clients or more focused clients so that they they can excel more in the projects that they do. Would that be a realistic viewpoint of, of the difference between a, a, the way in which a permanent employee manages their career and the way in which an interim manager has to manage their career? Again, I'll I've got a few different thoughts on that and it really does apply to the specific circumstance of an individual. I think it's really hard to take a homogenous view across every single interim manager out there. So I'd say it's the advice I'd provide. So if someone is talking to me because they want to explore a career in interim, but they still are minded that at some point they want to return to a permanent job, I'd want to advise them that they think about the type of interim role they take on and how that builds the narrative of their mm -hmm. CV. So often interim managers are not brought in at the level that they've worked at previously It is one below because part of the benefit of an interim is that there's no learning curve. They've been there before. They've got the scars. They've got the T-shirt. So it's very rare that you take promotion to get an interim job. You're often acting at the level or the level down that you worked in your substantive career. So if you are thinking about returning to permanent employment at some point in the future, the benefit of being an interim is that you can get exposure to a range of different organizations in different contexts with different priorities in a very short period of time, which can build a very strong story so that when you do return to apply for permanent roles, you've got that credibility still. But it does mean that you don't want to start taking jobs that are too far down the hierarchy and then your CV and its currency would suggest you're operating at a lower level than which you entered into the interim career. I think for those that are very content and happy and want to progress in an interim career for uh, you know, an indefinite period of time, I think it is really important to be selective of the type of interim role that you take, partly for your own intellectual stimulation, because you want to make sure that you are enjoying work and not just going through the motions of it. But I think depending on the offer that you have, and I would definitely recommend that in a tough economy, interims need to be very clear on what their offer is to an organization. The best interims are the ones that they are acutely aware of the value they bring to an organization and pitch to the organizations that require that rather than to trying to be too generalist and hoping that an organization finds them because typically an organization is looking for an expert at a point of pain. So being clear on your offer, but the risk is that you then do the same thing 10 times in a row for 10 different organizations. And that is then the thing you do. And if you ever want to broaden back out, you've almost got to step back again, maybe taking a lower rate, maybe going to another level. So in summary, yes, an interim career does need careful stewardship. And I think this is where some of the best interim recruiters will come in because actually part of our role is to 
support individuals to understand what a role is about, uh, the type of organization they're joining, the scenario they're joining, uh, but also whether that aligns to their career goals and their career expectations. In uh, kind of many of the conversations I've had with interim managers over the course of time, these are people that we want to build a long lasting relationship with. It's very rarely about, well, let me just find you a job tomorrow. This has got to be about hoping to find the next five jobs for that individual. And they've all got to be jobs that make the most of their skill set and uh, see them be successful beyond that. The other bit I'd mention would be the kind of the need to be quite conscious of how you secure your next interim assignment. The kind of results that have come out from this year's Institute of Interim Management survey suggest that 75% of interims get their roles through interim service providers such as Tile Hill. Mm -hmm. So that would suggest you need to be well networked into interim recruiters. But there is still a large chunk of work that can be gained through your own network. So interim managers need to continue networking through the duration of any assignment. Otherwise, you go into this feast and famine cycle where you finish an assignment, you go out networking, and it takes three months to line up the next bit of work. Now, for many, that's absolutely brilliant because it gives them some time off, and that's part of the reason they've chosen an interim career. But there are others that get very anxious about the gap in employment uh, obviously financial pressures yeah we all want to know where the next paycheck is coming from so i think it is important that interim managers are mindful of the time that they're due to finish a contract that they're talking to the current client about expectations on contract extension and are starting to think about how they proactively seek out their next bit of work all very interesting. I'm remembering when I started Abbasida and looking at the different options in terms of being a consultant and being an interim manager. When I looked at the organizations that were recruiting interim management or being the service provider, interim management seemed to be something they'd added on to their permanent recruitment. Um, it's like, oh, there might be something that we can do here. And the, the way in which you describe building that relationship and the key phrase for me was like it's not just about finding the next assignment it's about finding the next five assignments and the longevity of that that relationship you can see how the interim recruitment interim um, service provision has evolved and is much more of a specialism than just filling a vacancy it is very much about um, the relationship. There is no probation period. You you are an interim manager. You've got to hit the road running, but you hit the road running, I suppose, by making sure that you've understood what is required. The client understands what you're going to be delivering, and the glue that binds that whole sort of process together is the the service provider. So, Anthony, it has been really interesting. I've got a great insight into an area of it's like the independent professionals world that. I've learned an awful lot. Thank you very much for your time. It's been very interesting. Thank you, Michael. I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Um, as hopefully you can tell, I'm very passionate about the value that interim managers can provide to organizations and how it can be a brilliant career choice for people. But equally, by the same token, it is not for everyone. And that's absolutely fine because you know we're all very different and our skills can be applied in different ways. That is true. That is very true. And on that front, you also mentioned lots of different resources that they're available from the Tile Hill website. Uh, we will put links to all of those in the description below. But for the time being, Anthony, 
Thank you very much. Really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, Michael. And thank you to you for listening to The Independent Minds. I am Michael Millward, the Managing Director of Abbasida, and I have been having a conversation with the independent mind, Anthony Lewis from Tile Hill. You can find out more about both of us at abbasida.co.uk. There is a link in the description below. If you've liked this edition of The Independent Minds, please give it a like and download it so that you can always listen. To make sure you don't miss out on future episodes, please subscribe. Remember, the aim of all the podcasts produced by Abbasida is not to tell you what to think, but we do hope to make you think. Thank you.